What's going on everybody? My name is Isaac Hongos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. In this video, let's talk Canon's full frame Canon R mirrorless system. Trump's volunteer decides to block a photographer and gets caught red-handed. Sony's tough SD cards and card packer. A magnetic solution to your SD cards and CF cards. Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> so I've been kind of dead. And yeah, I haven't really been on social media or making podcasts. I've kind of just been doing YouTube and it's been okay. Apparently YouTube shows you the analytics and I spend way too much time on it. So I thought it was time to make podcasts again because they're actually pretty fun. And I just kind of sit here and talk because, you know, you don't got any friends. So you got to make something, uh, you know. When life gives you lemons, throw back those lemons at their eyes and ask for oranges. The office reference, I just finished the office too. So, uh, first and foremost, let's start off with Trump's volunteer decides to block a photographer. You know, we're in America, the United States, number one in the world. And one of our stance is freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And this volunteer, got caught by Evan Vucci, Vucci, V-U-C-C-I, hopefully I'm saying that, and he's a journalist for the Associated Press, if I'm right, or he works for the Associated Press, and basically, yep, he is the chief photographer, so you got caught by a very credible man, and basically this volunteer decides to block the, you know, the journalist who's just trying to take a picture of the rally, which you're not supposed to have after you become president. I'm pretty sure you should be doing other things. Different story, different day. Basically, you're not supposed to do it. Okay, so the caption reads, a volunteer member of the advanced team for President Donald Trump blocks the lens of a photographer trying to take photos of a demonstration during a campaign rally in Evansville, Indiana. Super important, freedom of the press. We got that, we're number one. That's why we have that in our constitution. You know, it's one of our laws. And I think it's kind of ironic, you know? You know how the internet works? If you're like, don't make more Harambe memes. And the world decides to make more Harambe memes. So, you know, we're always hearing bad stuff <laughs> on politics. So, kind of an ironic story. So, don't black block don't block journalist um, lenses when they're at a rally. Or else you get caught. Alright, so we're now going to move on to Card Packer. And I thought this was kind of interesting. It's an interesting Kickstarter that's being formed. It's basically an expandable magnetic case to sort your memory cards. If you're like me, you tend to think that you lose a bunch of memory cards, but you don't. So basically what it is, it is a very simple for what it's a very simple product. It's four strong neon magnetics and it's basically built so that they're tough enough when they're together. So it's going to be four layers. Uh, it's built that way that the layers stick together with magnets, but strong enough so that they don't peel away. So it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like resistant enough that you can put it in your pockets and it's not going to all crumble apart, you know. I think it's a very interesting take on it. Uh, if you look at it, you can slide it, which is really great. Um, they have each... Each ABS plastic layer comes with four different EVA rubber inserts. So basically, you can customize it as best as you can with micro SD layers, slim layers, um, for other things. There's something that I that I see here for your 
uh, micro SIM cards. Have you ever had one of the um, cell your cell phone? It's kind of like that. It's to take out the 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 SD card or the SIM card from your phone, SD layer, and then there's a combination layer. Um, yeah, it's made with magnets, so it's a little concerning. They do say that it shouldn't affect your uh, your S your SD cards or your, or your um, micro SD cards. Uh, but this is Gen 1 of a product, and, you know, better safe than sorry, um, I don't really think I would personally, I mean, it looks kind of interesting, but it, as I look at the product, I'm just like, who carries that many CF cards, I mean, that many micro SD cards, and, um, yeah, just like, who carries that much, like, I don't feel like drone operators even carry that many, uh, micro SD cards, um, SD cards maybe, but... I've had this like knockoff Pelican case for like years now and it's stayed up fine. One thing what like, I don't like more people, I still use CF cards. I use them a lot actually. So why isn't there like a CF magnet, like a like cutout for that? I guess you can only fit like two in there. It's kind of slim. So I think it's about being slim and sleek, like all the hipsters want to be. Um, but yeah, like, it looks kind of interesting. I just wouldn't personally buy it. You can have, like, multiple layers. That's the thing. So you can have an end ending amount of layers put together. But will I buy it? Probably not. It's actually kind of a good price. It's only 13 bucks. But then that's only for the two basic layers. So are more layers going to cost more money? Yeah. And also, is it waterproof? No. I mean, you know, kind of cool idea. Do we need more? Not really. There's not comps on Amazon. If you send me one, maybe I'll... If they send me one, I would use it. But other than that, I would not use it. Cool product, though. So, now we're going to move on to SD cards. And, you know, Sony's been kind of murdering everybody lately, you know? Until Canon decides to come back for some odd reason. And Sony's tough cards, SD cards, the world's fastest and toughest cards out there. I mean, this is... What they claim is the first SD card to feature a rib rib ribless design and no right protection switch. If, if you know what that is, it's basically the little pull on the like left hand or right hand of your SD card. I've never used it because who uses that? It's a brand new UHS two SD card carry carry for Sony's new SFG series. Um, it's claimed to be tough. Specifications and designs are photographed. Um, as I'm seeing them and basically it's <laughs> what they claim is to be x-ray proof magnet proof anti-static temperature proof UV protected dust proof IP6x certified and waterproof up to uh, What do they say here up to one? Uh, meter of water, which is kind of amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all left CF cards SD cards into it into like in our pockets right but then you have a pelican case so like you re you really don't need to carry that anyways back to the main point these are supposed to be really tough cards um waterproof dust it's kind of you know sony has done so many great things that it's kind of hard not to like trust them you know they always kind of listen to us Do, you know make a great mirrorless camera they did it sony a7 III. get us get us better lenses they did it's like they're that new person on the block that listens to your problems 
Um, and what's what's more amazing is the write speeds: 299 megabits and 300 um, and read up to 300 megabits per second. That's really really insane. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could put this on my Canon camera, and it would just it would not slow down. You know, one of the biggest concerns when you're like in a high pace situation when you're a photographer is how fast can you keep it you know you have a fast burst rate 10 meg 10 frames per second you're trying to capture uh like a sporting event a concert and if something as small but as important as the memory card slows down you know you could miss it it's just kind of like a blink of the blink of an eye thing it's like seeing a hummingbird you know you can't always it's hummingbirds go fast when they when they fly if that made any sense um but yeah you know these are pretty insane specs i think a lot of photographers worry about the whole x-ray thing when they're traveling so to me that's like the coolest thing you know uh it's really important to me to see these to see you know small yet important things be pushed to the limits of engineering and there's a really cool video on here um, that shows the amount of pressure that they're able to take versus one of their own uh, SD, one of their own SD cards, and it seems like pretty crazy or a traditional SD card, but it's it's their brand. Um, and also, while it says while traditional cards use three-part build, Sony's tough cards have a monolithic structure featuring a single piece of molding with zero empty space. That empty space, I believe, is what it's you know it's hollow, so it's more weak. So it allows these things to be a little bit more rugged. You know, what I what seems kind of interesting is the Tough series there. The, the pins on the side, so it has two pins, two sets of pins. Uh, sorry about that noise. It just it keeps on going standby on my phone, so I gotta unlock it all the time. Um, the pins, they look brand new, re-engineered. It looks a lot cleaner, which I really enjoy. I hope that my card can take this because it looks pretty crazy, like... It's crazy, and then you see the price, and you're like, probably, I'm probably not gonna own these until like, probably like, 10 years into the future. Because as of October, they'll be selling them, and 32, uh, 64, and 128 capacities, uh, capacities are coming to the market. $73, $132, and $276 for the 128, I would believe. And... I mean, that's kind of expensive. I would never pay that much. Um, not only that, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you really need the best of the best all the time? Uh, for my SD cards, I would really like the best, but SanDisk, it's been pretty good. You know, I used to use Lexar, but that went out of business. So, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna wa I'm gonna wait for the videos, see how they go, see who pushes this. Hopefully there's like a laser and it breaks through and we can see what's inside, you know. But I would, I do not need these cards <laughs> right now. I want to, but I don't need them. Um, what's really interesting though, I think this is, um, this is Sony putting their money where their mouth is, you know, or kind of like um, Failsafe, which is SD, can which is that the SD cards will come with a scan utility um, to scan for the health of the card, and also will come with a file rescue system. To recover any lost information, just in case you delete it off your card or the card kind of malfunctions. And I think it's, 
I think that's kind of them putting their their failsafe. You don't, you know, memory cards take a while to fail. So, yeah, I think that's kind of a smart idea on their terms of business. Um, not only that, um, I don't want I don't want to lose memory memory cards. I mean, or have them be corrupt. Knock on wood, you know. All right. So now the most important thing of the day. Which is canon. Canon. It's been quiet for years now. Legend has it, it might have died when they when they decided to make a flip screen mirrorless camera that doesn't make it, you know, like flips out. It's like under anyways. Let's let's just forget about that M50 for a while. Is it the M50? I forgot. I haven't been keeping up with photo news either. Any photo news. You know, like no equipment, no nothing, nothing new, none of that. Go watch my YouTube videos. Um, but the important thing here, and the most important thing, is Canon R full frame coming to everybody September 5th. Coming September 5th. And why is this important? Because, you know, you know, Nikon just announced the Z6, C7, and the C6, Z, 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 yeah, Z. Um, it, it looks kind of amazing, you know, looking at all the small reviews, I was looking at it, this is Nikon stepping up the game, like, and I think it's because of Sony, you know, I keep on talking about it, I actually, you know, if I were to get any camera next, it would be a Sony a7 III, you know, I'm, I'm a very loyal Canon customer, but when you're not listening to us, when you're not paying attention to us, and, you know, and you make a camera that great at $1,900 and your best competition is a Canon 6D Mark II, then I'm, I'm dipping for a while until y'all make something great. But I don't have, I'm, I'm in college. I just came out of college, so I'm broke, so there's no jumping ship right now. Anyways, back back to the main thing. Okay, Canon's full frame. September 5th, what will it be called? It will be the Canon R. I don't know if that's Canon Rebel, which wouldn't really make sense because they already have a Rebel series. What will the R stand for? Recovery? Redemption? I don't know. But it is promising a brand new ecosystem. Um, it says that it will come with, you know, uh, it's going to be body only in a 24 to 105 F4 L kit. Which, you know, I'm, I'm generally disappointed in that. Why? Dude, like, no, oh my god. You could you could have made... A 24 to 70 f2 point f4 okay 20 you could have made the glass sharper or f2.8 just like goes out f2.8 you would have man i would have put like an entire credit card on this if you did that but anyways nobody likes 24 to 105 okay especially f4 um but with that um there's also rumors that there is a new lens mount coming out with it which is the rf mounts uh we're gonna get to that in a bit um, and supposedly a 35 f 1.8 uh, 50 millimeter f 1.l and a 28 to 70 f2 these are all gonna bring brand new mounts um, and also a battery grip which hopefully has a button on the side if you didn't know Nikon didn't do that it's just like a battery pack anyways and some brand new lenses 400 millimeters um 400 millimeters 
and 600 millimeters. They're all IS. I really don't care about those. Honest to God, I don't care. But the, the big thing to me is um, that they're bringing out so much. You know, I, that I, you know, in terms of specs, I hope that it's compatible with the Sony. You know, look at the Sony system, 120 frames per second. Uh, I believe the A7 III, 120 frames at 1080p, uh, great color science built into it. Um, I mean, I still love Canon, oh, okay. I still love Canon's colors. I, I would not doubt them for a second. They get accurate stuff. Um, and I just love the Canon ecosystem. But one thing that I'm very disappointed in is that it is the 35 and the 50, both great lenses, but I feel like most people would have wanted something a little wider, like a 24 millimeter f 1.8, 24 millimeter f 1.4. Um, based on the Canon rumors, however, uh, I'm just wondering if they're gonna actually, I mean, f 1.8 seems a little consumer based now. Look at me now. Back then, f 1.8 was the greatest thing in the world, right? But I, I think you need a, a wider, a wider lens, especially when it comes to the primes, because I feel like they could have just as easily gone 24, 50 millimeter, 20 to 70. Okay, 20 to 70, we're gonna talk about that too. But basically, I think they should have gone with the 24 millimeter. Um, looking on the roadmap right here, uh, 24105, 2870, Okay, why do you keep on focusing on these lenses? And there's a Canon 32 millimeter uh, f1.4, which I don't understand why you would make both a 35 millimeter and a 32 mil. Okay, I don't understand that. Why are you focusing your energy on that? Um, yeah, dumb move. Should have focused on 20 millimeter, 24. Just based on my experience, like 20 millimeters, it's very compatible. Like, cause you you're you're trying to fight Sigma too at the same time. You know, 20 millimeter Sigma kills it um and yeah so kind of just moving on to the 2870 f2.8 okay i don't i really like that it's f2 oh my bad it's 28 to 70 f2 really impressed with the f2 that's great but why 28 millimeters i don't understand why can't you just go 24 to 70 f2 like i have asked for f 1.8 24 to 70 forever and you give me a 28 to 70, like, you missed it by that much. Canon, please, please let, let that be a typo and let it be 24 to 70. Um, I hope that's, that is a typo. And yeah, so kind of like the specs, first and foremost, I want to see that the um, 4K isn't cropped like crazy because I mean, I've just, I've been treating 4K cropped um, for some of my clips. And to my experience, it's been okay. You know, sometimes I really need that extended grip, especially when I'm trying to do like a telephoto effect and I don't have like the bit, uh, the longest telephoto lens. So I'll go like 85 um, and then that extends it like by two, I think it's 1.4 crop factor. Correct me if I'm wrong. But basically it just kind of extends the range of it, right? And it's been really helpful, but I also hope that they don't, they don't, you know, go with motion JPEG. 
motion JPEG. You know, I have a pretty decent computer, and it really sucks that motion JPEG is the standard. Like, please don't do that. Like, make a good codec. Motion JPEG is so strenuous. It's really hard to work with. It eats battery and SD cards like crazy. Like, I've never, like, it's just, it's just something that's not enjoyable, you know? And yeah, just like, please don't do that. And then on top of that, we also talk about, you know, we have to do like 120, you know, 120, 1080p it has to have a great bit, bit depth, bit rate, bit depth, you know, it has to be good. Like the problem with Canon, the problem with Nikon, the problem with the two giants that were there was that they're really afraid of letting go of smaller products. You know, like the Mark IV could have given us not cropped, a non-crop factor on the 4K, but you didn't do that because you wanted the 1DX to see on the top. Think about how many people can actually afford the 1DX. It's not that many. People are more likely to buy the second thing. And this is this little show, like, is Canon willing to eat up their own markets? And I'm kind of like, no, just because they're very prideful and... I love Canon to death. It's what's gotten me where I where I wanted to be. But at some point, you're gonna have to you have to compete with Sony, and you can't do that by giving us a bad codec, crop crop factor, and you know, you know like specs from like 2012. Like you have to give us good stuff, like now, or else we're all jumping ship because you know. Also, make it a flip screen, like a good flip screen. Um, but also. Um, what else do I want to talk about with this? Yeah, I'm just kind of worried about the adapter. I wonder if, like, the lenses that I have, especially third-party lenses, the Sigma line, will work with the converted RF mounts. Because right now it's kind of like a weird moment. Like, do you... I'm, I'm probably not going to get this. <laughs> One, because I can't afford it. And two, um, I am not a fan of first-gen products. You know, this is their first dive into... It, Sony has already actually done so many iterations. Uh, at one point, it was like a brand new camera every six months. A6500, A6300, you know what I'm talking about? A6300 users, <laughs> when they announced the A6500, <laughs> like, two months after. But, you know, it's I am at a weird crossroad right now because I really hope that they win. Give us that 120 frames, give us that really nice codec. Don't mess up. Like, this is the moment that will define every single thing that Canon has stood for. And I'm... And I am all for you winning this against Sony and Nikon. Because I keep on bragging to people that Canon's the best one. But let go of your pride. Let go of it. And... Okay, one more. One major thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. You know, this is their time to shine. Gotta get it. Gotta get it for the town. Gotta get it for the canning users. And overall, just please, Jesus, Lord, canon gods, let it be a good camera. The lens variety. Why did you make a 32? Disappointed in that, canon. Okay, last thing. Adobe's major creative cloud release won't support older OS. Um, this is Adobe. So basically what they're saying is that your Windows won't, uh, this is from Pixel. I'm quoting this, quote, 
Your Windows won't support if you haven't upgraded beyond the Windows 10 Anniversary Update version 1607 that released to the public on August 2nd, 2016. If you're Mac, if you're on Mac, you won't be supported if you're upgraded beyond Mac OS 10 10.11 El Capitan, which was released on September 10th, 30th, 2015. End quote. So, um, you know, this is a kind of the Creative Cloud that okay, quote the Creative Cloud desktop software that managed manages the apps and solves will continue to work on older OSEs, at least Windows 7 and Mac OS 10.9 Maverick, even after the next major CC release. Um, so basically, this is Adobe saying we are no longer going to help people with lower end computers. Which, okay, this is another one. So I'm giving you all the context of this. So, quote, Focusing our efforts on more modern versions of Windows and Mac's operating system allows us to concentrate on developing the features and functionality most requested by members while ensuring peak performance that takes advantage of modern hardware. End quote. That's what Adobe said. And, you know... As a business, this really makes a lot of sense, and we're not. This isn't anything unusual. If you look at your iPhone, if you look at uh, your iPhone, your Android, uh, but more specifically, Apple. They've always wanted everybody to be on the ecosystem to have the latest version, and that's because you don't want to, you know, waste resources uh, helping out or just like working on the old stuff right so there's a really great video by tech altar that explains the the windows ecosystem and how some things aren't very clean how some things are basically very unmodern because companies don't want to keep up it's a great video if you search up like tech altar windows ecosystem it's something that i really enjoyed watching and it kind of dives into this whole photoshop like basically adobe not supporting uh, an outdated, uh, what would you call it, operating system, and it just makes sense, you know, they're wasting a lot of resources, a lot of time, probably helping out people with an older operating system, and I feel like, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I say that a lot, but at the same time, basically, yeah, how many people are going to start jumping ship now? A lot of, you know, creatives were not, a fan, like older people were not a fan of the operating system switching to a creative cloud monthly i i really enjoy it i think it's a really great uh thing but if you look over time you know it costs more money than actually just owning the piece of software and i do not know where i stand on this i actually I do know where i stand it's just like not everybody can have the latest and greatest every single time and although our computers might be able to upgrade to a new operating system, there's also brand new requirements that everybody has to fill. If you look at individuals, people don't upgrade their laptops every single year or every two years for that matter. They update them when they need to. And it's probably like every five years, every three years. And I, I just think this is going to make a lot of people mad. Um, and I already see the comments, you know, people are getting frustrated, not at not everybody can afford the brand new the brand new product every single time and you know every time there's a new operating system um 
from El Capitan to Sierra to Maverick, like we've all gone through that transition. There's always bugs and a lot of people keep their old operating system because if it's not broken, why fix it? Uh, this is just like, especially Windows users, like there's some companies out there that probably are going to be really pissed off at this and are going to be looking at external um, external software just because, I mean, I look at older markets, like there's still people running Windows XP, XD, XP, no, it's XP. Um, and they're and they're probably using like older versions of Photoshop, but I mean, I don't understand why they would do this. I think it's not a right move, and not everybody can update to the latest version every single time. Not everybody is going to have the same capabilities to upgrade their machines, and I don't. I just I'm just really annoyed with it. <laughs> so, but hopefully, I can buy a new computer. Whenever, whenever this happens, um, does it say when it's gonna happen? Um, nope. <clears> or <throat> oh, I am not reading it, but I'll tweet about it if I do find out about it. But anyways, um, yeah, Lightroom, don't do it, please. You were fine as you were. You just that's why you're such a big impact on everybody, right? Because you're so accessible to everybody and so inexpensive. Monthly to month, monthly month. Um, yep, that's it. Those are all the news. Um, yeah, Creative Cloud. I'm really excited for the Canon full frame. Hopefully they, like, crush it. You know, crush the blacks, crush the whites, contrast. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Canon full frame. I keep on talking about it. But hopefully it's at a competitive price. I think if you make it, like, 1900 because the Canon Z6 is at $1,900, the Sony a7 III, the champion of the world, $1,900, $1,999 I think, $19, whatever, $1,900 has a lot of nines in it, but overall, that's it, Adobe, Adobe, Card Packer, Trump, Canon Full Frame, September 5th, will there be a podcast on it, probably, but it's coming, and let's hope they don't mess up. Anyways, thanks so much for your time and your attention, and I'll catch you in the next one. What's going on, everybody? My name is Isaac Hongos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. In this video, let's talk Canon's full-frame Canon R mirrorless system. Trump's volunteer decides to block a photographer and gets caught red-handed. Sony's tough SD cards and card packer a magnetic solution to your sd cards and cf cards wait that's wrong <laughs> so i've been kind of dead and yeah i haven't really been on social media or making podcasts i've kind of just been doing youtube and it's been okay apparently youtube shows you the analytics and i spend way too much time on it so i thought it was time to make podcasts again because they're actually pretty fun and I just kind of sit here and talk because, you know, you don't got any friends, so you got to make something. Uh, you know, when life gives you lemons, throw back those lemons at their eyes and ask for oranges. The office reference. I just finished the office, too. So, uh, first and foremost, let's start off with Trump's volunteer decides to block a photographer. You know, we're in America. 
the United States, number one in the world. And one of our stance is freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And this volunteer got caught by Evan Vucci, Vucci, V-U-C-C-I, hopefully I'm saying that. And he's a journalist for the Associated Press, if I'm right. Or he works for the Associated Press. And basically, yep, he is the chief photographer. So you got caught by a very credible man. And basically this volunteer decides to block the, you know, the journalist who's just trying to take a picture of the rally, which you're not supposed to have after you become president. I'm pretty sure you should be doing other things. Different story, different day. Basically, you're not supposed to do it. Okay, so the caption reads, a volunteer member of the advanced team for President Donald Trump blocks the lens of a photographer trying to take photos of a demonstration during a campaign rally in Evansville, Indiana. Super important freedom of the press we got that we're number one that's why we have that in our constitution you know it's one of our laws and i think it's kind of ironic you know you know how the internet works if you're like don't make more harambe memes and the world decides to make more harambe memes so you know we're always hearing bad stuff (laughs) on politics so kind of an ironic story so don't black block don't block journalist um lenses when they're at a rally, or else you get caught. All right, so we're now gonna move on to Card Packer, and I thought this was kind of interesting. It's an interesting Kickstarter that's being formed. It's basically an expandable magnetic case to sort your memory cards. If you're like me, you tend to think that you lose a bunch of memory cards, but you don't. So basically, what it is, it is a very simple for what. It's a very simple product. It's four strong neon magnetics and it's basically built so that they're tough enough when they're together so it's going to be four layers uh it's built that way that the layers stick together with magnets but strong enough so that they don't peel away so it's kind of i mean it's kind of like resistant enough that you can put it in your pockets and it's not gonna all crumble apart you know i think it's a very interesting take on it uh if you look at it you can slide it which is really great um, they have each each ABS plastic layer comes with four different EVA rubber inserts. So basically, you can customize it as best as you can with micro SD layers, slim layers um, for other things. There's something that I that I see here for your uh, micro SIM cards. Have you ever had one of the um, cell your cell phone? It's kind of like that. It's to take out the 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 SD card or the SIM card from your phone, SD layer, and then there's a combination layer. Um, yeah, it's made with magnets, so it's a little concerning. They do say that it shouldn't affect your uh, your S- your SD cards or your, C- or your um, micro SD cards. Uh, but this is Gen 1 of a product. And, you know, better safe than sorry. Um, I don't really think I would personally... I mean, it looks kind of interesting, but as I look at the product, I'm just like... Who carries that many CF card? I mean, that many micro SD cards, and um, yeah, just like who carries that much? Like, I don't feel like drone operators even carry that many uh, micro SD cards. Um, SD cards, maybe, but I've had this like knockoff Pelican case for like years now, and it's stayed up fine. One thing, what like I don't like more people. I still use CF cards. I use them a lot, actually. So why isn't there like a CF? magnet like a like cutout for that i guess you can only fit like two in there it's kind of slim 
So I think it's about being slim and sleek, like all the hipsters want to be. Um, but yeah, like it looks kind of interesting. I just wouldn't personally buy it. You can have like multiple layers. That's the thing. So you can have an end ending amount of layers put together. But will I buy it? Probably not. It's actually kind of a good price. It's only 13 bucks. But then that's only for the two basic layers. So are more layers going to cost more money? Yeah. And also, is it waterproof? No. I mean, you know, kind of cool idea. Do we need more? Not really. There's not comps on Amazon. If you send me one, maybe I'll... If they send me one, I would use it. But other than that, I would not use it. Cool product, though. So now we're going to move on to SD cards. And, you know, Sony's been kind of murdering everybody lately, you know? Until Canon decides to come back for some odd reason. And Sony's tough cards, SD cards, the world's fastest and toughest cards out there. I mean, this is what they claim is the first SD card to feature a rib rib ribless design and no write protection switch. If, if you know what that is, it's basically the little pull on the like left hand or right hand of your SD card. I've never used it because who uses that? It's a brand new UHS-2 SD card carry, carry for Sony's new SFG series. Um, it's claimed to be tough. Specifications and designs are photographed um, as I'm seeing them. And basically, it's <laughs> what they claim is to be x-ray proof, magnet proof, anti-static, temperature proof, UV protected, dust proof, IP6X certified, and waterproof up to... Uh, what do they say here? Up to one uh, meter of water, which is kind of amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all left CF cards, SD cards into it, into it, like in our pockets, right? But then you have a Pelican case, so like you, re you really don't need to carry that. Anyways, back to the main point. These are supposed to be really tough cards. Um, waterproof dust. It's kind of, you know... Sony has done so many great things that it's kind of hard not to like trust them, you know? They always kind of listen to us, Do, you know, make a great mirrorless camera. They did it, Sony a7 III, get us, get us better lenses. They did. It's like, there's that new person on the block that listens to your problems. Um, and what's what's more amazing is the right speeds 299 megabits and 300 um and read up to 300 megabits per second that's really really insane uh i mean i feel like i could put this on my canon camera and it would just it would not slow down you know the one of the biggest concerns when you're like in a high pace situation when you're a photographer is how fast can you keep it you know you have a fast burst rate 10 meg 10 frames per second you're trying to capture uh like a sporting event a concert and if something as small but as important as the memory card slows down you know you could miss it it's just kind of like a blink of the blink of an eye thing it's like seeing a hummingbird you know you can't always it's hummingbirds go fast when they when they fly if that made any sense um but yeah you know these are pretty insane specs i think a lot of photographers worry about the whole x-ray thing when they're traveling so to me that's like the coolest thing you know uh it's really important to me to see these to see 
you know, small yet important things be pushed to the limits of engineering. And there's a really cool video on here um, that shows the amount of pressure that they're able to take versus one of their own uh, SD, one of their own SD cards. And it seems like pretty crazy or a traditional SD card, but it's it's their brand. Um, and also, while it says while traditional cards use three-part build, Sony's tough cards have a monolithic structure featuring a single piece of molding with zero empty space. That empty space, I believe, is what it's you know it's hollow, so it's more weak. So it allows these things to be a little bit more rugged. You know what I what seems kind of interesting is the tough series there. The, the pins on the side, so it has two pins, two sets of pins. Uh, sorry about that noise. It just it keeps on going standby on my phone, so I gotta unlock it all the time. Um, the pins, they look brand new, re-engineered. It looks a lot cleaner, which I really enjoy. I hope that my card can take this because it looks pretty crazy. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> and then you see the price and you're like, probably, I'm probably not going to own these until like, probably like 10 years into the future. Because as of October, they'll be selling them and 32... Uh, 64 and 128 capacities uh, capacities are coming to the market. $73, $132, and $276 for the 128, I would believe. And, I mean, that's kind of expensive. I would never pay that much. Um, not only that, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you really need the best of the best all the time? Uh, for my SD cards, I would really like the best, but SanDisk, it's been pretty good. You know, I used to use Lexar, but that went out of business. So, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna wa I'm gonna wait for the videos, see how they go, see who pushes this. Hopefully, there's like a laser and it breaks through and we can see what's inside. You know, but I would I do not need these cards <laughs> right now. I want to, but I don't need them. Um, what's really interesting though, I think this is. Um, this is Sony putting their money where their mouth is, you know, or kind of like um, failsafe, which is SD can which is that the SD cards will come with a scan utility um, to scan for the health of the card, and also will come with a file rescue system to recover any lost information, just in case you delete it off your card or the card kind of malfunctions. And I think it's, I think that's kind of them putting their their failsafe. You don't, you know. Memory cards take a while to fail. So, yeah, I think that's kind of a smart idea on their terms of business. Um, not only that, um, I don't want I don't want to lose memories, memory cards. I mean, or have them be corrupt, knock on wood, you know? All right, so now the most important thing of the day, which is Canon. Canon, it's been quiet for years now. Legend has it, it might have died when they when they decided to make a flip screen mirrorless camera that doesn't make it, you know, like flips out. It's like under anyways. Let's let's just forget about the M50 for a while. Is it the M50? I forgot. I haven't been keeping up with photo news either. Any photo news. You know, like no equipment, no nothing, nothing new, none of that. Go watch my YouTube videos. Um But the important thing here, and the most important thing, is Canon R full frame coming to everybody September 5th coming September 5th and why is this important because 
you know, you know, Nikon just announced the Z6, C7, and the C6, Z, 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 yeah, Z, um, it, it looks kind of amazing, you know, looking at all the small reviews, I was looking at it, this is Nikon stepping up the game, like, and I think it's because of Sony, you know, I keep on talking about it, I actually, you know, if I were to get any camera next, it would be a Sony a7 III, you know, I'm, I'm a very loyal Canon customer, but when you're not listening to us, when you're not paying attention to us, and, you know, and you make a camera that great at $1,900, and your best competition is a Canon 6D Mark II, then I'm, I'm dipping for a while until y'all make something great, but I don't have, I'm, I'm in college. I just came out of college, so I'm broke, so there's no jumping ship right now. Anyways, back, back to the main thing. Okay, Canon's full frame. September 5th, what will it be called? It will be the Canon R. I don't know if that's Canon Rebel, which wouldn't really make sense because they already have a Rebel series. What will the R stand for? Recovery? Redemption? I don't know. But it is promising a brand new ecosystem. Um, it says that it will come with, you know, uh, it's going to be body only and a 24 to 105 F4 L kit. Which, you know, I'm, I'm generally disappointed in that. Why? Dude, like, no, oh my god. You could you could have made a 24 to 70 if 2 point, F4. Okay, 20, you could have made the glass sharper. Or F2.8, just like, goes out of F2.8. You would have, you, man, I would have put like an entire credit card on this if you did that. But anyways, nobody likes 24 to 105, okay? Especially F4. Um, but with that, um, there's also rumors that there is a new lens mount coming out with it, which is the RF mount. Uh, we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, and supposedly a 35F 1.8, 50mm uh, F 1.L, and a 28-70 F2. These are all going to bring brand new mounts. Um, and also a battery grip which hopefully has a button on the side. You didn't know, Nikon didn't do that. It's just like a battery pack. Anyways, and some brand new lenses, 400 millimeters, um, 400 millimeters, and 600 millimeters. They're all IS. I really don't care about those. Honest to God, I don't care. But the, the big thing to me is um, that they're bringing out so much. You know, I, that I, you know in terms of specs i hope that it's compatible with the sony you know look at the sony system 120 frames per second uh i believe the a7 3 120 frames at 1080p uh great color science built into it um i mean i still love canon oh okay i still love canon's colors i i would not doubt them for a second they get accurate stuff um, and I just love the Canon ecosystem, but one thing that I'm very disappointed in is that it is the 35 and the 50, both great lenses, but I feel like most people would have wanted something a little wider, like a 24mm f1.8, 24mm f1.4. Um, based on the Canon rumors, however, uh, I'm just wondering if they're going to Actually, I mean, f1.8 seems a little consumer-based now. Look at me now. 
back then F1.8 was the greatest thing in the world, right? But I, I think you need a, a wider, a wider lens, especially when it comes to the primes, because I feel like they could have just as easily gone 24, 50 millimeter, 20 to 70. Okay, 28 to 70, we're gonna talk about that too. But basically, I think they should have gone with the 24 millimeter. Um, looking on the roadmap right here, uh, 24105, 2870, 24105. Okay, why do you keep on focusing on these lenses? And there's a Canon 32 millimeter uh, f1.4, which I don't understand why you would make both a 35 millimeter and a 32 mil. Okay, I don't understand that. Why are you focusing your energy on that? Um, yeah, dumb move. Should have focused on 20 millimeter, 24. Just based on my experience, like 20 millimeters, it's very compatible. Like, because you you're you're trying to fight Sigma too at the same time. You know, 20 millimeter Sigma kills it. Um, and yeah, so kind of just moving on to the 2870 f2.8. Okay, I don't. I really like that it's f2. Oh my bad, it's 28 to 70 f2. Really impressed with the f2. That's great, but why 28 millimeters? I don't understand. Why can't you just go 24 to 70 f2? Like, I have asked for f 1.8 24 to 70 forever, and you give me a 28 to 70. Like, you missed it by that much, Canon. Please, please let it, let that be a typo and let it be 24 to 70. Um, I hope that's that is a typo, and yeah. So kind of like the specs. First and foremost, I want to see that the um, 4K isn't cropped like crazy because, I mean, I've just, I've been shooting 4K cropped um, for some of my clips and to my experience, it's been okay. You know, sometimes I really need that extended grip, especially when I'm trying to do like a telephoto effect and I don't have like the bit, uh, the longest telephoto lens. So I'll go like 85, um, and then that extends it like by two, I think it's 1.4 crop factor. Correct me if I'm wrong, but basically it just kind of extends the range of it, right? And it's been really helpful, but I also hope that they don't, they don't, you know, go with motion JPEG, motion JPEG. You know, I have a pretty decent computer and it really sucks that motion JPEG is the standard. Like, please don't do that. Like, make a good codec. Motion JPEG is so strenuous. It's really hard to work with. It eats battery and SD cards like crazy. Like, I've never, like, it's just, just something that's not enjoyable, you know? And yeah, just like, please don't do that. And then on top of that, we also talk about, you know, we have to do like 120, you know, 120, 1080p. It has to have a great bit bit depth, bit rate, bit depth, you know, it has to be good. Like the problem with Canon, the problem with Nikon, the problem with the two giants that were there was that they're really afraid of letting go of smaller products. You know, like the Mark IV could have given us not cropped, a non-crop factor on the 4K, but you didn't do that because you wanted the 1DX to see on the top. Think about how many people can actually afford the 1DX. It's not that many, 
people are more likely to buy the second thing. And this is this will show like is Canon willing to eat up their own markets? And I'm kind of like no, just because they're very prideful and I love Canon to death. It's what's gotten me where I where I wanted to be. But at some point you're gonna have to you have to compete with Sony, and you can't do that by giving us a bad codec, crop crop factor, and you know you know like specs from like 2012 like you have to give us good stuff like now or else we're all jumping ship because you know also make it a flip screen like a good flip screen um but also um what else do i want to talk about with this yeah i'm just kind of worried about the adapter i wonder if like the lenses that i have especially third party lenses the sigma line will work with the converted rf mounts because Right now, it's kind of like a weird moment. It's like, do you... I'm, I'm probably not going to get this. <laughs> One, because I can't afford it. And two, um, I am not a fan of first-gen products. You know, this is their first dive into it. Sony has already actually done so many iterations. Uh, at one point, it was like a brand new camera every six months. A6500, A6300, you know what I'm talking about? A6300 users. <laughs> when they announced the A6500, like, two months after. But, you know, it's I am at a weird crossroad right now because I really hope that they win. Give us that 120 frames. Give us that really nice codec. Don't mess up. Like, this is a moment that will define every single thing that Canon has stood for. And I'm, and I am all for you winning this against Sony. An icon because I keep on bragging to people that Canon's the best one, but let go of your pride, let go of it. And okay, one more, one major thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. You know, this is their time to shine. Gotta get it, gotta get it for the town, gotta get it for the Canon users. And overall, just please, Jesus, Lord, Canon gods, let it be a good camera. The lens variety, why did you make a 32? Disappointed in that canon. Okay, last thing. Adobe's major creative cloud release won't support older OS. Um, this is Adobe. So basically what they're saying is that your Windows won't, uh, this is from Federpixel, I'm quoting this quote. Your Windows won't support if you haven't upgraded beyond the Windows 10 anniversary update version 1607 that released to the public on August 2nd, 2016. If you're Mac, if you're on Mac, you won't be supported if you're upgraded beyond Mac OS 10, 10.11 El Capitan, which was released on September 10th, 30th, 2015, end quote. So, um, you know, this is a kind of the Creative Cloud, de- okay, quote, the Creative Cloud desktop software that managed, manages the apps and solves will continue to work on older OS E's, at least Windows 7 and Mac OS 10.11. 9 Maverick even after the next major CC release um, so basically this is Adobe saying we are no longer gonna help people with lower-end computers <sighs> which okay this is another one so I'm giving you all the context of this so quote focusing our efforts on more modern versions of Windows and Mac's operating system allows us to concentrate on developing the features and functionality most requested by members while ensuring peak performance that takes advantage of modern hardware. 
end quote. That's what Adobe said. And, you know, as a business, this really makes a lot of sense. And we're not, this isn't anything unusual. If you look at your iPhone, if you look at uh, your iPhone, your Android, uh, but more specifically, Apple, they've always wanted everybody to be on the ecosystem to have the latest version. And that's because you don't want to, you know, waste resources uh, helping out or just like working on the old stuff, right? So there's a really great video by Tech Altar that explains the, the Windows ecosystem and how some things aren't very clean, how some things are basically very unmodern because companies don't want to keep up. It's a great video if you search up like Tech Altar Windows ecosystem. It's something that I really enjoyed watching and it kind of dives into this whole Photoshop, Lightroom, basically Adobe not supporting uh, an outdated, uh, what would you call it, operating system. And it just makes sense, you know, they're wasting a lot of resources, a lot of time, probably helping out people with an older operating system. And I feel like, I mean, it's it's kind of it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I say that a lot, but at the same time, basically, yeah, how many people are gonna start jumping ship now? A lot of, you know, creatives were not a fan, like older people were not a fan of the operating system switching to a creative cloud monthly. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a really great uh, thing. But if you look over time, you know, it costs more money than actually just owning the piece of software. And I do not know where I stand on this. I actually I do know where I stand. It's just like, not everybody can have the latest and greatest every single time. And although our computers might be able to upgrade to a new operating system, there's also brand new requirements that everybody has to fill. If you look at individuals, people don't upgrade their laptops every single year or every two years for that matter. They update them when they need to. And it's probably like every five years, every three years. And I, I just think this is gonna make a lot of people mad. Um, and I already see the comments, you know, people are getting frustrated. Not not everybody can afford the brand new, the brand new product every single time and you know, every time there's a new operating system um, from El Capitan to Sierra to Maverick, like we've all gone through that transition. There's always bugs. And a lot of people keep their old operating system because if it's not broken, why fix it? Uh, this is just like, especially Windows users, like there's some companies out there that probably are gonna be really pissed off at this and are gonna be looking at external um, external software just because I mean I look at older markets like there's still people running Windows XP XD XP no it's XP um, and they're and they're probably using like older versions of Photoshop but I mean I don't understand why they would do this I think it's not a right move and not everybody can update to the latest version every single time. Not everybody's gonna have the same capabilities to upgrade their machines. And I don't, I just, I'm just really annoyed with it. <laughs> so, but hopefully I can buy a new computer whenever, whenever this happens. Um, does it say when it's gonna happen? Um, nope. <clears throat> or I am not reading it, but I'll tweet about it 
if I do find out about it. But anyways, um, yeah, Lightroom, don't do it, please. You were fine as you were. Just that's why you're such a big impact on everybody, right? Because you're so accessible to everybody and so inexpensive. Monthly to month, monthly month. Um, yep, that's it. Those are all the news. Um, yeah, Creative Cloud. I'm really excited for the Canon full frame. Hopefully they like crush it, you know, crush the blacks, crush the whites, contrast. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Canon full frame, I keep on talking about it, but hopefully it's at a competitive price. I think if you make it like 1900, because the Canon Z6 is at 1900, the Sony a7 III, the champion of the world, 1900, 1999 I think. 19 whatever 1900 has a lot of nines in it but overall that's it adobe adobe card packer trump canon full frame september 5th will there be a podcast on it probably but it's coming and let's hope they don't mess up anyways thank you so much for your time and your attention and i'll catch you in the next one What's going on everybody? My name is Isaac Mihangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. In this video, let's talk Canon's full frame Canon R mirrorless system. Trump volunteer decides to block a photographer and gets caught red-handed. Sony's tough SD cards and card packer. A magnetic solution to your SD cards and CF cards. Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> so I've been kind of dead. And yeah, I haven't really been on social media or making podcasts. I've kind of just been doing YouTube and it's been okay. Apparently YouTube shows you the analytics and I spend way too much time on it. So I thought it was time to make podcasts again because they're actually pretty fun. And I just kind of sit here and talk because, you know, you don't got any friends. So you got to make something, Uh, you know. When life gives you lemons, throw back those lemons at their eyes and ask for oranges. The office reference. I just finished the office too. So, uh, first and foremost, let's start off with Trump's volunteer decides to block a photographer. You know, we're in America, the United States, number one in the world. And one of our stance is freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And this volunteer got caught by Evan Vucci, Vucci, V-U-C-C-I, hopefully I'm saying that, and he's a journalist for the Associated Press, if I'm right, or he works for the Associated Press, and basically, yep, he is the chief photographer, so he got caught by a very credible man, and basically this volunteer decides to block the, you know, the journalist who's just trying to take a picture of the rally which you're not supposed to have after you become president. I'm pretty sure you should be doing other things. Different story, different day. Basically, you're not supposed to do it. Okay, so the caption reads, a volunteer member of the advanced team for President Donald Trump blocks the lens of a photographer trying to take photos of a demonstration during a campaign rally in Evansville, Indiana. Super important, freedom of the press. We got that. We're number one. That's why we have that in our constitution. You know, it's one of our laws. And I think it's kind of ironic, you know? You know how the internet works? If you're like, don't make more Harambe memes. And the world decides to make more Harambe memes. 
So, you know, we're always hearing bad stuff on politics, so kind of an ironic story. So don't block, block, don't block journalist um, lenses when they're at a rally or else you get caught. All right, so we're now going to move on to Card Packer. And I thought this was kind of interesting. It's an interesting Kickstarter that's being formed. It's basically an expandable magnetic case to sort your memory cards. If you're like me, you tend to think that you lose a bunch of memory cards, but you don't. So basically what it is, it is a very simple for what it's a very simple product. It's four strong neon magnetics and it's basically built so that they're tough enough when they're together. So it's going to be four layers. Uh, it's built that way that the layers stick together with magnets, but strong enough so that they don't peel away. So it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like resistant enough that you can put it in your pockets and it's not going to all crumble apart, you know. I think it's a very interesting take on it. Uh, if you look at it, you can slide it, which is really great. Um, they have each... Each ABS plastic layer comes with four different EVA rubber inserts. So basically you can customize it as best as you can with micro SD layers, slim layers, um, for other things. There's something that I that I see here for your uh, micro SIM cards. So if you ever had one of the um, cell, your cell phone, it's kind of like that. It's to take out the, the, the SD card or the SIM card from your phone, SD layer, and then there's a combination layer. Um, yeah, it's made with magnets, so it's a little concerning. They do say that it shouldn't affect your uh, your S your SD cards or your, C or your um, micro SD cards. Uh, but this is Gen One of a product, and you know, better safe than sorry. Um, I don't really think I would personally. I mean, it looks kind of interesting, but as I look at the product, I'm just like. Who carries that many CF cards? I mean, that many micro SD cards. And um, yeah, just like, who carries that much? Like, I don't feel like drone operators even carry that many uh, micro SD cards. Um, SD cards, maybe, but I've had this like knockoff Pelican case for like years now and it's stayed up fine. One thing, what like, I don't like more people. I still use CF cards. I use them a lot, actually. So why isn't there like a CF? magnet like a like cutout for that i guess you can only fit like two in there it's kind of slim so i think it's about being slim and sleek like all the hipsters want to be um but yeah like it looks kind of interesting i just wouldn't personally buy it you can have like multiple layers that's the thing so you can have an end ending amount of layers put together but will i buy it probably not it's actually kind of a good price it's only 13 bucks but then that's only for the two basic layers. So are more layers gonna cost more money? Yeah, and also, is it waterproof? No, I mean, you know, kind of cool idea. Do we need more? Not really. There's knockoffs on Amazon. If you send me one, maybe I'll, if they send me one, I would use it. But other than that, I would not use it. Cool product though. So now we're gonna move on to SD cards. And you know, Sony's been kind of murdering everybody lately, you know? until Canon decides to come back for some odd reason and Sony's tough cards SD cards the world's fastest and toughest cards out there I mean this is what they claim is the first SD card to feature a rib rib ribless design and no write protection switch if, if you know what that is it's basically the little 
pull on the like left hand or right hand of your SD card. I've never used it because who uses that? It's a brand new UHS 2 SD card carry carry for Sony's new SFG series. Um, it's claimed to be tough. Specifications and designs are photographed um, as I'm seeing them. And basically, it's <laughs> what they claim is to be x-ray proof, magnet proof, anti-static, temperature proof, UV protected, dust proof, IP6X certified and waterproof up to, uh, what do they say here? Up to one uh, meter of water, which is kind of amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all left CF cards, SD cards into it, into like in our pockets, right? But then you have a Pelican case, so like you, re you really don't need to carry that. Anyways, back to the main point. These are supposed to be really tough cards. Um, waterproof dust. It's kind of, you know, Sony has done so many great things. That it's kind of hard not to like trust them, you know? They always kind of listen to us. Do, you know, make a great mirrorless camera. They did it, Sony a7 III. Get us, get us better lenses. They did. It's like, there's that new person on the block that listens to your problems. Um, and what's what's more amazing is the right speeds. 299 megabits and 300, um, and read up to 300 megabits per second. That's really, really insane. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could put this on my Canon camera and it would just it would not slow down you know one of the biggest concerns when you're like in a high pace situation when you're a photographer is how fast can you keep it you know you have a fast burst rate 10 mega 10 frames per second you're trying to capture uh like a sporting event a concert and if something as small but as important as the memory card slows down you know you could miss it it's just kind of like a blink of the blink of an eye thing it's like seeing a hummingbird, you know, you can't always, it's hummingbirds go fast when they, when they fly, if that made any sense. Um, but yeah, you know, these are pretty insane specs. I think a lot of photographers worry about the whole x-ray thing when they're traveling. So to me, that's like the coolest thing, you know, uh, it's really important to me to see these, to see you know, small yet important things be pushed to the limits of engineering. And there's a really cool video on here um, that shows the amount of pressure that they're able to take versus one of their own uh, SD, one of their own SD cards. And it seems like pretty crazy or a traditional SD card, but it's it's their brand. Um, and also, while it says while traditional cards use three-part build, Sony's tough cards have a monolithic structure featuring a single piece of molding with zero empty space. That empty space, I believe, is what, it's, you know, it's hollow, so it's more weak. So it allows these things to be a little bit more rugged. You know, what I, what seems kind of interesting is the Tough series there, the, the pins on the side, so it has two pins, two sets of pins. Uh, sorry about that noise, it just, it keeps on going standby on my phone, so I gotta unlock it all the time. Um, the pins, they look brand new, re-engineered. It looks a lot cleaner, which I really enjoy. I hope that my card can take this because it looks pretty crazy. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> and then you see the price and you're like, probably, I'm probably not going to own these until like, probably like 
10 years into the future. Because as of October, they'll be selling them. And 32, uh, 64, and 128 capabil- capacities, uh, capacities are coming to the market. $73, $132, and $276 for the 128, I would believe. And, I mean, that's kind of expensive. I would never pay that much. Um, not only that, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you really need the best of the best all the time? Uh, for my SD cards, I would really like the best, but SanDisk, it's been pretty good. You know, I used to use Lexar, but that went out of business. So, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna wait for the videos, see how they go, see who pushes this. Hopefully, there's like a laser and it breaks through and we can see what's inside, you know. But I would I do not need these cards <laughs> right now. I want to, but I don't need them. Um, what's really interesting though, I think this is um, this is Sony putting their money where their mouth is, you know, or kind of like um, failsafe, which is SD can which is that the SD cards will come with a scan utility um, to scan for the health of the card and also will come with a file rescue system to recover any lost information just in case you delete it off your card or the card kind of malfunctions and I think it's I think that's kind of them putting their their fail safe you don't you know memory cards take a while to fail so yeah I think that's kind of a smart idea on their terms of business um, not only that um, I don't want I don't want to lose memories memory cards. I mean or have them be corrupt knock on wood, you know All right, so now the most important thing of the day Which is Canon Canon it's been quiet for years now Legend has it it might have died when they when they decided to make a flip screen mirrorless camera that doesn't make it you know like flips out it's like under anyways Let's, let's just forget about the M50 for a while. Is it the M50? I forgot. I haven't been keeping up with photo news either. Any photo news. You know, like, no equipment, no nothing, nothing new, none of that. Go watch my YouTube videos. Um, but the important thing here, and the most important thing, is Canon R full frame. Coming to everybody. September 5th. Coming September 5th. And... Why is this important? Because, you know, you know, Nikon just announced the Z6, C7, and the C6, Z, 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 yeah, Z, um, it, it looks kind of amazing, you know, looking at all the small reviews, I was looking at it, this is Nikon stepping up the game, like, and I think it's because of Sony, you know, I keep on talking about it. I actually, you know, if I were to get any camera next, it would be a Sony a7 III. You know, I'm, I'm a very loyal Canon customer, but when you're not listening to us, when you're not paying attention to us, and you know, and you make a camera that great at $1,900, and your best competition is a Canon 6D Mark II, then I'm, I'm dipping for a while until y'all make something great. But I don't, I'm, I'm in college. I just came out of college, so I'm broke. So there's no jumping ship right now. Anyways, back, back to the main thing. Okay, Canon's full frame. September 5th, what will it be called? It will be the Canon R. I don't know if that's Canon Rebel, which wouldn't really make sense because they already have a Rebel series. What will the R stand for? Recovery? Redemption? 
I don't know. But it is promising a brand new ecosystem. Um, it says that it will come with, you know, uh, it's going to be body only and a 24 to 105 F4 L kit, which, you know, I'm, I'm generally disappointed in that. Why? Dude, like, no, oh my god, you could you could have made a 24 to 70 if 2 point F4, okay, 20, you could have made the glass sharper. Or F2.8, just like, goes at F2.8, you would have, man, I would have put like an entire credit card on this if you did that. But anyways, nobody likes 24 to 105, okay? Especially F4. Um, but with that, um, there's also rumors that there is a new lens mount coming out with it, which is the RF mount. Uh, we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, and supposedly a 35 F1.8, uh, 50 millimeter F1.8. 1.L and a 28 to 70 f2 these are all gonna bring you brand new mounts um, and also a battery grip which hopefully has a button on the side if you didn't know Nikon didn't do that it's just like a battery pack anyways and some brand new lenses 400 millimeters um, 400 millimeters and 600 millimeters they're all IS I really don't care about those honest to god I don't care but the, the big thing to me is um, that they're bringing out so much, you know, I, that I, you know, in terms of specs, I hope that it's compatible with the Sony, you know, look at the Sony system, 120 frames per second. Uh, I believe the a7 III, 120 frames at 1080p, uh, great color science built into it. Um, I mean, I still love Canon. Oh, okay. I still love Canon's colors. I I would not doubt them for a second. They get accurate stuff. Um, and I just love the Canon ecosystem. But one thing that I'm very disappointed in is that it is the 35 and the 50. Both great lenses. But I feel like most people would have wanted something a little wider. Like a 24mm f1.8. 24mm f1.4. Um, based on the Canon rumors, however, uh, I'm just wondering if they're gonna actually, I mean, F1.8 seems a little consumer based now. Look at me now, back then F1.8 was the greatest thing in the world, right? But I, I think you need a, a wider, a wider lens, especially when it comes to the primes, because I feel like they could have just... As easily gone 24 50 millimeter 20 to 70 okay 20 to 70 we're gonna talk about that too but basically I think they should have gone with the 24 millimeter um, looking on the roadmap right here uh, 24 105 28 70 24 105 okay why do you keep on focusing on these lenses and there's a Canon 32 millimeter uh, f1.4 which I don't understand why you would make both a 35mm and a 32mm. Okay, I don't understand that. Why are you focusing your energy on that? Um, yeah, dumb move. Should have focused on 20mm, 24 Just based on my experience, like 20mm, it's very compatible. Like, because you, you're, you're trying to fight Sigma 2 at the same time, you know. 20mm Sigma kills it. Um... And yeah, so kind of just moving on to the 28 to 70 f2.8. Okay, I don't, I really like that it's f2 
Oh my bad, 2870 F2. Really impressed with the F2. That's great. But why 28 millimeters? I don't understand. Why can't you just go 24 to 70 F2? Like, I have asked for F1.8 24 to 70 forever. And you give me a 28 to 70. Like, you missed it by that much. Canon, please. Please let, it, let that be a typo and let it be 24 to 70. Um, I hope that's, that is a typo. And yeah, so kind of like the specs, first and foremost, I want to see that the um, 4K isn't cropped like crazy because, I mean, I've just, I've been shooting 4K cropped um, for some of my clips. And to my experience, it's been okay. You know, sometimes I really need that extended grip especially when I'm trying to do like a telephoto effect and I don't have like the bit uh, the longest telephoto lens so I'll go like 85 um, and then that extends it like by two I think it's 1.4 crop factor correct me if I'm wrong but basically it just kind of extends the range of it right and it's been really helpful but I also hope that they don't they don't you know go with motion JPEG motion jpeg you know i have a pretty decent computer and it really sucks that motion jpeg is the standard like please don't do that like make a good codec motion jpeg is so strenuous it's really hard to work with it eats battery and sd cards like crazy like i've never like it's just just something that's not enjoyable you know and yeah, just like, please don't do that. And then on top of that, we also talk about, you know, we have to do like 120, you know, 120, 1080p. It has to have a great bit bit depth, bit rate, bit depth, you know, it has to be good. Like, the problem with Canon, the problem with Nikon, the problem with the two giants that were there was that they're really afraid of letting go of smaller products you know like the mark 4 could have given us not cropped a non-crop factor on the 4k but you didn't do that because you wanted the 1dx to see on the top think about how many people can actually afford the 1dx it's not that many people are more likely to buy the second thing and this is this will show like is canon willing to eat up their own markets and i'm kind of like no just because they're very prideful and I love Canon to death. It's what's gotten me where I where I wanted to be. But at some point, you're gonna have to you have to compete with Sony, and you can't do that by giving us a bad codec, crop crop factor, and you know, you know, like specs from like 2012. Like you have to give us good stuff, like now, or else we're all jumping ship. Because you know, also make it a flip screen, like a good flip screen. Um, but also. Um, what else do I want to talk about with this? Yeah, I'm just kind of worried about the adapter. I wonder if, like, the lenses that I have, especially third-party lenses, the Sigma line, will work with the converted RF mounts. Because right now it's kind of like a weird moment. Like, do you... I'm, I'm probably not going to get this. <laughs> One, because I can't afford it. And two, um, I am not a fan of first-gen products. You know, this is their first dive into... It, Sony has already actually done so many iterations 
uh, at one point it was like a brand new camera every six months, a6500, a6300, you know what I'm talking about, a6300 users, <laughs> when they announced the a6500, like, two months after, but, you know, it's, I am at a weird crossroad right now, because I really hope that they win, give us that 120 frames, give us that really nice codec, don't mess up, like, this is a moment that will define every single thing that Canon has stood for, and I'm, and I am all for you winning this against Sony and Icon, because I keep on bragging to people that Canon's the best one, but let go of your pride, let go of it, and okay, one more, one major thing, um, yeah, that's kind of it, you know, this is their time to shine, gotta get it, gotta get it for the town, gotta get it for the Canon users, and overall, just please, Jesus, Lord, Canon gods, let it be a good camera, the lens variety, why did you make a 32, disappointed in that Canon, okay, last thing, Adobe's major Creative Cloud release won't support older OS, um, this is Adobe, so basically what they're saying is that your Windows won't, uh, this is from Petapixel, I'm quoting this, quote, your Windows won't support if you haven't upgraded beyond the Windows 10 anniversary update version 1607 that released to the public on August 2nd, 2016. If you're Mac, if you're on Mac, you won't be supported if you're upgraded beyond Mac OS 10, 10.11 El Capitan, which was released on September 10th, 30th, 2015, end quote. So, um, you know, this is... The Creative Cloud, de okay, quote, the Creative Cloud desktop software that manage, manages apps and solves will continue to work on older OSEs, at least Windows 7 and Mac OS 10.9 Maverick, even after the next major CC release. Um, so basically, this is Adobe saying we are no longer going to help people with lower end computers. <sighs> Which, okay, this is another one. So I'm giving you all the context of this. So quote, focusing our efforts on more modern versions of Windows and Mac's operating system allows us to concentrate on developing the features and functionality most requested by members while ensuring peak performance that takes advantage of modern hardware, end quote. That's what Adobe said. And, you know, as a business, this really makes a lot of sense, and we're not. This isn't anything unusual. If you look at your iPhone, if you look at uh, your iPhone, your Android, uh, but more specifically, Apple. They've always wanted everybody to be on the ecosystem to have the latest version, and that's because you don't want to, you know, waste resources uh, helping out or just like working on the old stuff right so there's a really great video by tech altar that explains the the windows ecosystem and how some things aren't very clean how some things are basically very unmodern because companies don't want to keep up it's a great video if you search up like tech altar windows ecosystem it's something that i really enjoyed watching and it kind of dives into this whole photoshop light basically adobe not supporting uh, an outdated, uh, what would you call it, operating system, and it just makes sense, you know, they're wasting a lot of resources, a lot of time, probably helping out people 
with an older operating system and I feel like I mean it's it's kind of it kind of makes sense but at the same time I say that a lot but at the same time basically yeah how many people are gonna start jumping ship now a lot of you know creatives were not a fan like older people were not a fan of the operating system switching to a creative cloud monthly I, I really enjoy it I think it's a really great uh, thing but if you look over time you know it costs more money than actually just owning the piece of software and I do not know where I stand on this I actually I do know where I stand it's just like not everybody can have the latest and greatest every single time and although our computers might be able to upgrade to a new operating system there's also brand new requirements that everybody has to fill if you look at individuals People don't upgrade their laptops every single year or every two years for that matter. They update them when they need to and it's probably like every five years, every three years. And I, I just think this is gonna make a lot of people mad. Um, and I already see the comments, you know, people are getting frustrated. Not not everybody can afford the brand new, the brand new product every single time. And, you know, every time there's a new operating system, um, from El Capitan to Sierra to Maverick, like we've all gone through that transition. There's always bugs. And a lot of people keep their old operating system because if it's not broken, why fix it? Uh, this is just like, especially Windows users, like there's some companies out there that probably are gonna be really pissed off at this and are gonna be looking at external, um, external software just because, I mean, I look at older markets like there's still people running Windows XP XD XP no it's XP um, and they're and they're probably using like older versions of Photoshop but I mean I don't understand why they would do this I think it's not a right move and not everybody can update to the latest version every single time not everybody's gonna have the same capabilities to upgrade their machines and I don't, I just, I'm just really annoyed with it. <laughs> so, but hopefully I can buy a new computer whenever, whenever this happens. Um, does it say when it's gonna happen? Um, nope. <clears> or <throat> I am not reading it, but I'll tweet about it if I do find out about it. But anyways, um, yeah, Lightroom, don't do it please. You were fine as you were, just... That's why you're such a big impact on everybody, right? Because you're so accessible to everybody. It's so inexpensive. Monthly to month. Monthly month. Um, yep, that's it. Those are all the news. Um, yeah, Creative Cloud. I'm really excited for the Canon full frame. Hopefully they, like, crush it. You know, crush the blacks, crush the whites. Contrast. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Canon full frame. I keep on talking about it, but hopefully it's at a competitive price. I think if you make it like 1900, because the Canon Z6 is at 1900, the Sony A7 III, the champion of the world, 1900, 1999, I think, 19, whatever, 1900 has a lot of nines in it. But overall, that's it. Adobe, Adobe, Card Packer, Trump, Canon Full Frame. September 5th, will there be a podcast on it? Probably. But it's coming. And let's hope they don't mess up.
Anyways, thank you so much for your time and your attention, and I'll catch you in the next one.